Hello and welcome to my podcast. This is the Unmasked podcast. It's about COVID and the conspiracies that surround it. I've got a guest here today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name's Jane Pescard. I'm currently one of the lead physical health nurses for Cumbria Northumberland Tynanmere Health Trust. Um, I've had 36 years of experience within the NHS and I'm currently a frontline worker. That's a it's quite prestigious compared to myself. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm here today to talk to you about coronavirus, obviously, and uh, I know we've had quite a few talks about it, uh, a lot of a lot of comedic discussion, and um, I loaded up this website. This is part of my research that I've done, and it's um, it's a Scientific American article on uh, public health and there's nine COVID-19 myths that won't go away that's the headline and it was written by Tanya Lewis on the 18th of August so if you wouldn't mind I'm gonna read a couple of them out and I'm just gonna ask for your opinion um you can be you can be as uh, formal or informal as you like so the the first one here is the novel coronavirus was engineered in a lab in China now I know we've talked about this um, off air, let's say. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I think it's really difficult. I mean, originally, I mean, I'm a bit disappointed how the media has handled everything about this um, crisis. And um, yes, it, it did obviously start off in, in Wuhan in China. And obviously, I think because there was a lot of mistruths about where it started when it started and um and that is obviously from the chinese government i think that's always been a place where people have been able to add in little bits of their, their own myths and stories of, of what it, or how it actually formed but yes um it, it does look like a coronavirus it is a coronavirus and we know that coronaviruses have been here for centuries um whether it was not or whether it was bred in the lab i mean that's still very debatable yeah i think um one of the things that i was talking about um to one of my friends is like the more misinformation that spreads and the less information given to you from world leaders and, and governments you know it's it's gonna spawn these conspiracy theories um, yeah, I, think, I was just going to say anything that's novel and new, and obviously we're, we're learning every day about the disease and its, its spread and management, that people are obviously going to add to it. And I think that's been the, the main problem is the misinformation. I mean, uh, I know they, they like the term the Karens. The Karens out there seem to have a lot more about them than actually people who are scientists who are staying there 24 hours a day in their labs trying to find an answer to this so you know (laughs) it's it's really quite difficult isn't it i mean to get to know what exactly the truth is you know i mean every single day that we listen we, we listen to something completely new i mean even this morning on um, Andrew's Marshall, I mean, there were still people saying that, you know, we're going down the wrong route. And these aren't scientists, these are politicians. So who do we believe in the end? It's a very good question. Um, this one's a bit more out there. There's, there's more that are more out there if we're looking at a spectrum. 
but the second myth is that wealthy elites intentionally spread the virus to win power and profit. Um, if you like, I'm just going to read uh, below. It says, in a video from a conspiracy theory film entitled Plandemic and a book she co-authored, a woman named Judy Mikovits, who once published a high-profile, now retracted study on chronic fatigue syndrome, makes unsubstantiated claims about the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases director Anthony Fauci and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, suggesting they have used their power to profit from disease. So Yeah, I mean, there's always a lot out about, I mean, New World Order, as they like to call it, and these conspiracy theories have been around for absolutely years, really, well, since the 2000s. And have spread simply because of, of media interest and the fact that the internet allowed it to spread globally, this, these sort of theories. I certainly am not a believer that there's anybody profiting out of this. In fact, people who probably have invested a lot of time and money have probably lost out during the pandemic. And I mean, I don't think there's anybody can say that anybody's making any sort of economic, I suppose, footing in, in this present climate because nobody seems to know where they're going. You know, there's no definite direction in anything. And I think governments around the world are struggling to keep the economies going so there's nobody making any sort of money out of it i mean there is an elitist band and obviously if you look at amazon and you look at mm-hmm. they'll be they've made billions so why would they want to be making trillions out of something yeah um so like i said unmasked the name of the the podcast and the the fourth myth here i was just going to get into this anyway it says you don't need to wear a mask so as we know, there's been protests, I think it was 15,000 a couple of weeks back uh, in London. Uh, it was about um, not needing to wear a mask. So the anti-maskers, uh, that sort of brigade came out strong and uh, with the banners and placards and all that. Um, as an NHS worker, and you've seen and you know people who've been affected by COVID, you know, you've seen some of the things firsthand. Um, how, how do you feel about seeing these people, you know, march down the streets without without masks. Well, Matthew, it makes me extremely angry. It, for for two things, one is that you know they've got personal responsibility, which obviously they've shown that they haven't. But also, it, it's it's backed by science. I mean. You know, pandemics of the past have always had some sort of quarantine. If you go to the Black Death, if you go to the Spanish flu, people realised when they kept away from other people, they actually stopped the spread of viruses because viruses like this are airborne, they're, they're droplets, you've got very close contact. You're going to actually load your system up and by putting a barrier between you and another person, it is going to have some sort of effect. And I mean, I can say this quite scientifically because I actually worked on the front line and um, I got my blood tested for antigens to see if I had any antibodies. And you know how close I was. I mean, some of the people were very, very poorly with COVID that I actually done some swab testing on and somebody actually died who had swab tested. So I know by wearing the correct PPE, which was face masks, eyewear, gloves, 
plenty of hand washing. I didn't even have one ounce of an antigen in my body to say that I didn't come into contact. And yet here was I in less than a two meter radius with people who had full blown COVID. Mm -hmm. So if we're looking at it, some scientific, you know that the masks there, it does reduce the spread of um, airborne transmission and droplets and it, it's simple as, and it does make me extremely angry. And I mean, you know that in the, the media, there's a, a lot of things coming up that it's not so much about the surfaces, it's not about the touch in the papers, you know, making sure, you know, it's all about the three things, which is mask, space, and complete hand washing. And it's as simple as if people mm -hmm. followed the three rules, they reduce the likelihood, but yes. Um, it would be interesting if we could have a, a, a swab test after some of these big rallies and see how many people have actually picked up any of the, the COVID virus. But I will, I will say, to play the devil's advocate here, you've got a country, I mean, you've got countries across the world that have, you know, been misled and given misinformation from their own governments. But you, you, you have these marches and the idea is that, you know, you're being lied to or you, you don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden you see businesses starting to shut. You hear about politicians getting you know, payments to, to change this and change that. And you see politicians themselves who are telling people to rigorously follow all these rules and go into lockdown. You know, make. I mean, another one came out a couple of days ago. A member of the SNP uh, travelled with COVID symptoms to London and then back back to Scotland. So, in a way, you could see why so many people want to show up because you're seeing politicians who are getting COVID. I mean, you're seeing athletes who are you know playing recreational sports get COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean. In a, in a sense, you can see it's, it's justified. If you look at it ah, that way. Um, a very liberal individual. I, I am all for freedom of speech and when people do things. I mean, we're, we're just following scientists and scientists, when you think about it, because it's new, it is uh, a sort of guesstimate really of what's happening they're using maths to calculate you know predictability and then obviously outcome so there is a little bit of guesstimate here however I think it's about being liberal but having also some sort of personal and global responsibility I mean yeah you've got places like um, Belarus where you know the Prime Minister was quite clear about saying take a sauna and drink lots of vodka and I'm sure you won't get COVID. You know, and even when you think about it, we wanted as a country to, to have more herd immunity, but we're not. We're too diverse a country like Sweden. I mean, uh, there is a lot of maths in what Sweden was doing was right. If you get 80% of the population following the right rules and directions and living under the sort of tighter restrictions, you won't need you know, as much uh, of lockdowns. Lockdowns aren't good for the economy. They're not good for physical or mental health well-being. However, we live in a country that is overtly freedom, like the USA, where 
they don't see you know they're being told rather than being asked while Sweden's a much more liberal and more agreeable society where they look for helping and doing things for the greater good which we don't do in this country we still have a mentality of people well I'm all right Jack and they don't realize that they may be all right but it's the people that they could hurt they possibly not be and yeah. we've got an older population which is greater than the youth population and we have to remember the majority of our working population that's keeping the economy going is the over 50s so you know if everybody's not going to pull together i mean there has to be greater restrictions i mean obviously we don't want to go down the route of china but you know we still haven't said it's mandatory to wear masks outside we're just saying in indoor spaces and i think that is a, a liberal is is quite a, a responsible thing to do when you think about the the aging population so if i was to ask you simply do you believe that covid-19 you know any conspiracies do you believe that covid has any deep rooted secrets is anyone manipulating covid would you say yes or no i can't say that there hasn't i don't think from i think what our countries have to deal with is the fallout from china and i think china had been a bit more open with communication open with the world health organization mm-hmm. um open with its own people and it never has been we know what it's like with the internet you know media is always being um, watched know very very harshly dealt with that how can we with an authoritarian and dictatorship um sort of country be able to believe anything that comes out of them i mean secret photographs have come out about possibility of not being january was the the actual leak in wuhan but actually the october before and then you know we possibly could have had our first person landing in this country in january so if we're not getting openness and honesty transparency from the start you have to say well yeah there is going to be some manipulation and obviously china did manipulate partly the world health organization and other countries So I've um, I gathered some statistics. This is uh, coming from my research as well. Um uh, this, this first one uh, comes from America and it's by the Pew Research Center. And 25% of US surveyors, which is uh, out of the 9654 that took the survey, are pro-COVID conspiracy. So out of that 25%, I think 20% said Yes, there's probably some conspiracies that are true related to COVID and 5% said yeah, definitely. So that's a that's a quarter of the surveyors. Now you can blow that up to the entire population or the you know the entire adult or over 18 whatever population. That's quite a lot of people in a, a very big country that's um in anarchy you could really say right now in certain spots so to me that really says that there's quite a lot of people who maybe because they've been affected by covid you know they might be business owners or maybe they're just getting sick of covid 
and they've went down that conspiracy route. Um, would would you blame the government or any governments or world leaders for not giving clear enough instructions? I think it's it's that delicate balance of, of giving too much information where people are absolutely literally terrified, mm-hmm. or whether it's actually, you know, um, keeping the balance, you know, between you know scaremongering. Mm-hmm. But it's it's new, and I think that's always been difficult. But you have to look at the politics behind this, and and you know, in the countries you're talking about in America, there's always been a high population of, of very right-wing people who have always been pro-conspiracy, um, you know, whether it's about 9-11 or whether it's about, you know, the Vietnam or anything. So you, you, there's always going to be, and I think if you're looking at the scientific route of COVID rather than the actual, I suppose, the politics behind it, I mean, there isn't a lot of Americans behind the science behind COVID compared to the Europeans who in a if you look at the populations that have been affected, I mean we've had the greater fallout than somewhere like the United States, which is actually a vast country, even though it's leading, you know, the world numbers. So there hasn't been a lot of um, science coming from America, you know, and even now with our with President Trump being affected by COVID, I mean, we're still not getting the actual, I suppose, a transparency about how he really is. I mean, we've had three sort of um, presidential sort of handovers to the country and three of them are, are just all given different information so even then you can say the Americans have they played a part by not being as honest as they should have been from the start I don't know um, I have to say I think in all of the, the countries and it's not just because we live in the UK I think we've got the best one of the best sciences but you know so is Germany and Italy together you know I think three of the Europeans are the leaders in in the world with the Covid Mm-hmm. I um, I watched uh, the news yesterday, and I seen it was obviously about Trump, President Trump getting coronavirus, and I seen in Florida, which is, I mean, we've been there, it's a it's a pretty big state, and yet there was people, you know, they were wearing masks, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't locked down, and you could go to restaurants and bars, and and you you know that's quite an old an old population in the, the certain village that they were in and you just think like this yes you know we all know what the american media can be like in the scaremongering but you you see an aging population walking about in the florida sun with the the masks they're going into bars and restaurants you know they're being responsible and you know that that's open and you just compare it to like our government you, you know the the size of Florida. It's it's a pretty big state, and on the state level, you know where in the northeast where we're both in, you know nobody knows what's going on. We could be going in complete lockdown just this week. Um, I had a, a college teacher. My my college teacher was in a class with somebody who tested positive for COVID. They were doing a one-to-one meeting. So now he has to isolate. Therefore, I can't go in 
and two of my, my three college days now. And uh, I looked at, at Florida and I seen all these open space and the elderly were walking about. I just wanted to know if you were, if you had something to say, if you were in the decision making, in charge of the decision making in the Northeast or in County Durham, let's say, let's be more specific. Would you put us into a lockdown or would you keep the same restrictions for an extended period of time? Or would you would you lift them? You know, what would you do? That's a really difficult one to ask because I think if people actually done what they were asked, which is yes. keep safe. Yes. You know, we know that the I've got a great theory that and why some of the people in intensive care well, you know if you look at the, the work that nurses do in intensive care it, 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 that they've got the closest contact yet if if you look at how many nurses have actually died from COVID it isn't as high as the nurses who are on the wards mm-hmm. or the nurses who do jobs where they're not PPE'd up which has something to say that it's a load and I think people get what we call a loading effect with COVID you know, the more you're exposed to COVID, the viral load, I think that's the term that we yeah. use. Yeah, well, the viral load, yeah. And we, we just call it loading, but it is, it's viral. The more viral loading you get, the more likely you're going to have a chance of, of developing it really badly. And if you look at the what, what people do, I mean, we've still got people not going into shops with masks on. And I mean, they, they socially distance quite well because if they're strangers, why would we be going up to huddle our strangers? Because we don't know them, but we do huddle people that we love. So this is where the theory is about, you know, in the homes and people who are close and you're good friends. The first thing you do is, oh, hey, mate very very close so you you've got that breathing in you know the mm-hmm. the viral load so the more likely you're going to get viral load obviously you, you increase the likelihood of getting covid but you know people still go into the shops and you know they keep a social distance but a good example here is you go into morrison's and then you've got your your cheap food aisle you know your cheap food freezer yep yeah the style Oh God, it's, it is that they're, they're practically on their backs trying to get to the food. So there's no social distance in there, but they can be socially distanced while they're walking around the shops and they'll say when they'll come out, e well, it was all right. It was socially distanced till the rugby tackles come in. <laughs> so there is some sort of selective. And we know that when people have a drink, you, 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 you loosen your, your, your social morals, you're more likely to be cuddling. You start dancing around in the middle of a, a, a town centre or a street with all your mates. And I just like to in, I just like to say, when you made a point about Morrison's, I, I've got the, the track and trace app. And since I've been to Morrison's, twice in two days, I've had the notification of a possible COVID-19 exposure. Now, this isn't a, a direct one. It pretty much means they the use the GPS and you go into a shop full of people at Morrison's. And yeah, I've, I've had two notifications saying that they verify and this and that. And I haven't had a follow up to be fair, but still the fact that I can go into the shops and mind my own business and do some shopping. And I've had two notifications, obviously I was wearing a mask and uh, about a possible COVID-19 exposure. I mean, you're right. Is it really worth a, a 50 pence meal? <laughs> You know, possibly giving other people COVID, being a super spreader in, in such a confined space. And look, I understand 
there's levels because you go into somewhere like a Tesco and half the floor's taped up and you, you don't know whether you're going uh, the, from the, the top of the aisle down at the bottom if you can do that or you have to go from the bottom and if you get it the wrong way then you get shouted at or you, you know you get death stares from the other shoppers uh, yes there's levels but you just gotta think not every one of those people in those shops cares and a couple of them will think they're invincible been in the shops during the lockdown and you know it's uh it can be a battle sometimes especially on the weekend well yeah and and going to work i mean public transport what what harm does it do to sit on a a bus with a mask on i mean i i I just don't find it a problem when you've got to wear a mask for 12 hours some of my staff have to wear masks for 18 hours they go on duty every day and they have been in the summer when it's really hot with plastic aprons on and masks on and we're just asking somebody please just cover your face and I mean yeah the anti-maskers will probably say well you know we've got a choice well yeah it mightn't affect you but it might affect other people and and although they're talking about it in a very liberal way they're not very liberal because they're not thinking of the greater good so i keep going back i'm not doing this for me half the time i'm doing it for other people i'm doing it to save their lives you know because actually you're protecting other people more than you're saving your own by wearing a mask mm-hmm. so uh, that, that, that if that goes back to your original question about you know the anti-maskers and yes i think we've got to think of the the greater good here you know and if we're supposed to be humane and what you know we do this for this reason well well let's say it's only a matter of months you know it doesn't say this is going to be forever and we've we've failed in other pandemics because people have got fatigued out of you know responsibilities and duties and i think we're going down that route now actually because if, if you i mean if you look over the weekend i mean liverpool lead newcastle upon time all in the northern quarter which are in serious high lockdown areas you could see the the young people and i'm not blaming young people because i think they do need to go out and i think if people go out and they're responsible to meet their distance and go down and they want to go for a meal fine by me you know it's, it's you going in but it's not they're falling over drunk people are picking them up off the floor paramedics who could be doing something far better than actually going to pick up drunks from a street you know the the 99 calls are you know radical radical on a, a weekend anyway uh, I just think that, that is irresponsible you know, we know 770 Northumbria students have tested positive, and I hope all of them are keeping to the, you know, the isolation because, you know, this is why we've had to, as a liberal country, bring in legislation to make it illegal to break isolation. If people just use their common sense, like Sweden, Sweden hasn't had any sort of fines imposed on people because people just say, I'm positive. I have to stay in for two weeks, that's what I'll do. But of course, we don't. We think we're a liberal society, but we're not actually. We don't do things for the greater good. I'm, I'm, I get, it really does really annoy me. Because I am, well, Matthew, I, I am a really liberal person. I don't want to see people being locked up or being in most huge fines, but why can't people just use their common sense? Yeah. Why can't they just do what they're being asked? 
it's not a big issue. Get your Netflix on, get your bottle of wine in the house, you've got 14 days in, have pizzas. No. There's a bit specific. Why? Well, no suggesting uh, what I was up to yesterday. Without COVID, I add, I uh, haven't managed to get COVID yet, nor have you. Um, just, just as a, a sort of a, a closing statistic here, um, I looked at the Independent. Uh, Oxford University did a study, twenty five hundred people, and it, it said that twenty um, percent of UK surveyors thought COVID nineteen was a hoax. Now that's twenty percent of you know twenty five hundred, which is five hundred people. Um, but you can blow that up, and you could probably get a pretty decent figure. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if you if you went through the whole country, you could probably get a million out of that. Um, well, I, I think you know I, I I've had it from some of my friends have, have actually rang me and, and said, "Well, we seen David Icke's video on Netflix." And we've seen this and you know we're actually starting to believe them and it, this goes back to you know I'm all for freedom of speech and you know and I, I, I've listened to people and you know Matthew I give people time because you know what it is I think you have to have an open mind to everything however I think the mis media misinformation fake news as we hear did Donald Trump um, he's very fake news himself, in my own opinion. He, he's very selective in what's fake news. However, you know, we, we've got, you know, people who've got no qualifications. Who, and I'm not even going to say what jobs to do, because some of them might need to work. But some of them haven't even had educational schooling. So if I had to choose between a world-class scientist or between somebody who's never had an educational upbringing about what COVID, COVID's about, you, you know who I'm going to go for, you know, somebody who, who's respected. Uh-huh. It has to be respected. You know, we have to look at who actually, and I've been doing a bit of reading with Times as well, is where the newspapers lie, whether they're right wing, whether they're neutral. And, and when you look at, at newspapers, there's very, very few, you know, publications or TV channels that are, are neutral to anything, you know, and I think if I'm going by anything, and even now I, I've always said the BBC News, Reuters, you know, Time magazine, you know, these are the people that are, you know, are rated as good journalists, you know, very neutral journalists, but there isn't a lot out there. And if you're an avid Sun reader or you are an avid, say, I suppose, Facebook user, Twitter, whatever, you, you're going to pick up what you believe or what suits your belief aren't you really yeah well I mean I, uh... it's, a, it's a perspective I suppose it's perspective media involvement I mean as someone who wants to go that that route I mean you have to look at of where you pick your news from you know the independent probably you know is another paper I'd go through the guardian lays a little bit on the left but you know, you've you've got to be able to, to pick and choose where you, you, you get the information from. And I think this has been probably the worst thing for a pandemic to have a group of individuals, Facebook tiers, you know, that can allow conspiracies to to fall. And and not help the pandemic. 
you know, everyone, I don't mind conspiracy theories. I quite like it. You, you know that I, I like to have a little bit of controversy. I like to debate things. So I'm, I've gone open ear to everything, but I think misinformation has made the handling of the pandemic a hell of a lot more difficult than it would have been, say, in the 1970s or 1950s. Because oh, then yeah. you would have just had the government say, right, this is it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was just going to say, when you when you started to, to go down the, um, the route of where papers lie politically, um, this does tie back to COVID, but when I was watching Channel 4 News and when Donald Trump um, tested positive, I mean, the, the language they were using to describe him, I mean, you could argue some of it was, was facts, but, you know, they claimed he was, he was clinically obese. They, they said that, you know, he's, he's really unhealthy. He said time and time again that he, he's against masks and has only worn them on a few occasions. But at the same time, you just think that that is still the, the active president and you know Joe Biden as we all know isn't really the picture of health because a lot of people you know a lot of famous people with platforms uh, you know I, uh, I watched I know for a fact that Joe Rogan uh, of the Joe Rogan experience obviously biggest podcast and he says time and time again look at Joe Biden and the way his, his health is declined I mean you, you think about that and you think well he's just a sort of an offhand comment from a from a comic but you, you look at um, when joe biden was standing with obama when he was the vice president and you see him there um and he looks a lot healthier to what he does now and he he's he's made some errors with his speech um it's it's just worrying in a sense that the people you're supposed to be getting the news from are picking sides when really, like you said, um, it should be a bit more liberal and just do stuff for the greater good. I don't see what greater good you could get out of just slating the president and then just uh, hero worshipping the other candidate. Because in a couple of months' time, we're going to know that the same thing's going to happen to Biden and whoever the next person who's challenging Biden's going to be. So, I think the news also has a problem, uh, a part of play you could say as well I think it is I mean I, I pick up my phone because you know like I follow the news for every single practically hour because my R rate goes if the R rate goes up my work rate goes up so I call it my work rate the R rate <laughs> so I'm, I'm always on the news and you hear like you know and in Keir Starmer if you look at Keir Starmer and I, I, I like him he's a really good public speaker but you know, all through this, he, he said, you know, we need to get the kids back to school. We need to get the kids back to school, and you know, and labour and labour and labour's behind all of this. We need to open economies now. He's changed his mind because Donald, um, Boris Johnson, whether you like him or not, is sort of if, if try to listen. He's trying to go down a route where, in a pandemic, you can't please people. But he, he's done what people have asked. Now, Labour and Keir Starmer are saying, well, he shouldn't are worried about the universities we're worried about it so you know he's in a, a no-win situation not any leader in this this time is in a no-win situation and i think what he's trying to do is for the greater good but he, he's got a difficult job we're not a greater good society 
you know and I'd always go back to Sweden because I think initially we wanted to go down the route of herd immunity we wanted to have a freer society and get 80% of, of people with COVID so we could protect our society but people were want lockdown straight away want lockdown, want lockdown, lockdown, lockdown so you know when the, the death rates were rising they were rising extremely quickly he had no, no, no qualms about locking down and he mm-hmm. said it would take a while for everything to reopen and we haven't reopened as a society we haven't got night like, so you know it, it's we aren't ever back to what we were pre-covid but you know he's still trying to remain the economy because people are seeing the economy the economy economy so he's trying to keep it open yet we can see from their national health and from my point of view is all this are getting a bit uncomfortable here we know the northeast's the highest we know that people are still going out and they're still having the freedom they wish for they can't have everything <laughs> and yet we're still we're still we're still anxious because we know that it, it it's it happens so quickly those 49 deaths we've got now could be 100 deaths next week and after 100 it goes very very quickly so we're sitting there you know really quite anxious the northeast asked for lockdown didn't get it we asked lockdown because we knew this was happening we wanted to sort of slow it and we're hoping this does slow it but we're still giving people the freedom they want they want to go out they want to go out on a saturday night and get drunk roll around the floor get picked up by our paramedic service the paramedics could be going into hospital pick up another 99 call that's fine you know if that's a society we need to lead in but we're not like sweden we don't shut the door at the pub at 11 o'clock and then go home no, we like to continue our drinking other people's houses, you know, and that's we we can't have it everywhere, Matthew, and that's the whole COVID situation is people are trying to do the best in a very, very difficult situation. People are now saying lockdown, lockdown, and then we've got others saying, well, we still want to go out. So where, where does the government lie? Well, we'll only see within the next few weeks. So I've got a few so I'd like to, 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 to bring it to some sort of conclusion, I'm saying we're trying to be a liberal society dealing with a pandemic. So what comes by allowing part, part opening of, of our, our community and society will only tell its tale within probably the next few weeks. I'd like to, um, I think when you mentioned the government in, a, in an extent, I'd like to finish with a question. If you could give the Prime Minister a question or if you could give him a bit of advice, what would you say to him? So it's just you and Boris and you've got the microphone. Boris has said, yes, go and Jane. And then you have to go and uh, say something to him, what would you say to Boris? I'd say to Boris, what did you open hospitality for? Yeah, I'd say that's a, that's a fair question. I'd like to thank all the listeners for listening to the Unmasked podcast. I am making a second one. Um, but yes thank you guest it's been very fun and it's been good to get your advice and get your 
get such an opinion that's uh it's rare to get in these times you know you got a lot of people speaking but not a lot of people who've actually uh, worked in the field right thank you very much right. bye bye